0: Do you desire to please God with your life? But do you also struggle with sinful thoughts and sinful habits? There's a conflict there, right? In Galatians 5.17, Paul reminds us that the flesh is in conflict with the spirit, and the spirit is in conflict with the flesh. They're opposed, they're contrary to each other, making it difficult to do what's right. In Romans chapter 7, Paul talks about how the things he wants to do, he doesn't. The things he doesn't want to do, that's what he keeps on doing. Can you relate? I know I can. Welcome to the Point of Purity Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, certified professional mentor, and purity coach for the Pureman Ministry. This is episode 154. In this week's episode, we continue our study using my book entitled Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. This week's episode is simply entitled, Be a Superman. Well, we are just about a, a couple of episodes away from wrapping up our current series on being a Superman of God. If you've been following us, then you know that throughout this study, we're talking about being technon Theos, son of God, a superman of God. We've been reviewing my book entitled, Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel? In that book, I pointed out four primary points regarding the comic book character we know as Superman. Let me just review them very quickly for you. The first one is that Superman <clears throat> is an alien from another planet. This, this world is not his home. Now, fortunately, he has in the storyline a fortress of solitude. It's that place that no one else knows about, that he goes to, that enables him to check in with his father, allows him to talk with his dad about how to live as an alien among a people who don't understand him. In the book, Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel, we not only talk about that characteristic, but we then talk about how that compares with us as technontheos, as supermen of God. You see, as a child of God, you are an alien. This world is not your home. Your citizenship, according to Philippians 3, verse 20, is in heaven. And while here on this earth, you've been given by your heavenly Father a fortress of solitude. It's prayer and, and being in God's word. And that fortress of solitude enables you to spend time with your heavenly Father, talking with him about how to live as an alien amongst the people who don't understand you. The second characteristic that we see in this book about the comic book character Superman is that he has amazing powers. And all of his powers are simply because of his close proximity to Earth's yellow sun. Without Earth's sun, he has no ability to fight off the enemies who want to take him down. The parallel is this. As a Superman of God, you have amazing powers. 2 Peter 1 verse 3 says that his divine power has given you everything you need to be godly. In other words, you can say no to the archenemy of your soul. You can stand firm in your faith, resisting that archenemy and watch him flee from you. James chapter four, verse seven. But watch this now. The only way that you can maintain that power is to stay close in proximity to the son, S-O-N of God, Jesus Christ. You need to daily maintain a growing relationship with the savior of your soul. The third characteristic of the comic book character superman that we cover in this book is that superman is vulnerable to kryptonite now kryptonite are chunks of the planet krypton that when they when the planet when his home planet exploded they they plummeted radiating bringing radiation to earth and so every time uh, superman gets around a piece of kryptonite it saps him of his strength well in this book we talk about the fact that kryptonite is nothing but chunks of his past it, it's the only thing that can weaken him. And as long as he stays away from his kryptonite, all is golden. Well, in the parallel, as technontheus, as a superman of God, you also have a kryptonite. It's that that piece of your past that can spiritually you, make, uh, weaken you, making you vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy. It's past temptations, past sins, past life that calls out to you crying for attention. Feed me, feed me, come back to me. We need to stay away from it at all costs. And then the fourth characteristic of the comic book character Superman that we talk about in the book is this. Superman is always Superman. To hide his real identity so that he can fit in with the world around him, he dons the costume of mild-mannered Clark Kent, reporter for the Daily Planet. And in the parallel in the book we talk about as Technontheus, as a Superman of God, as a born-again believer, You are always technontheos. You are always a child of God. The only way that you can fit in with the world around you is to put on a costume and be a fake and pretend to be like the world around you. In our study in the book and also in this series, we've also learned that Satan, the archenemy of your soul, is wanting to destroy you. Oh, listen, my friend, never lose sight of the fact that you and I are at war, spiritual warfare. We are daily engaged with warfare against the enemy of our soul, the arch enemy. And at times, let's face it, at times it's exhausting, right? How's the battle going for you? Are you feeling discouraged? Do you feel defeated? Listen, if you would like to talk with someone about this, someone who knows those feelings, someone who has been there, then I encourage you, please feel free to reach out to me. Give me a call. Send me an email. Write me a text. My contact information is available on my website, thepuritycoach.com. I'd love to talk with you. I'd love to pray with you. I think it's also important that you and I never forget that our battle that we're fighting daily is not against other people. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 tells us that our battle is against the evil of hell itself. Here's a fact. Watch this now. Satan already has one up on you. He has accumulated centuries, literally centuries of experience under his belt. He started this whole spiritual warfare with Eve in the Garden of Eden. And I submit, just as he did with her, he's trying to do the same thing with you and I, to lead our thoughts away from being fully focused on Christ. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 3. Oh, listen, at times, this spiritual war can feel overwhelming and overbearing and overpowering. I know. That's when I like to meditate upon this particular promise from God. It's a promise found in Deuteronomy chapter twenty, verse one. God said this When you go out to war against your enemy, and you see horses and chariots, and an army larger than your own, don't be afraid of them, for the Lord your God is with you, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Deuteronomy chapter twenty, verse one. I want you to consider this. God has already delivered you out of the very pit of hell itself. If you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are technontheos. You are adopted into God's family. He's He considers you his child. And he has given you an amazing inheritance that no one can take away from you, Titus 3.7. Think about that. In light of all of that, do you really believe that God is going to let you flounder and be massacred by the arch enemy of your soul? No, of course not. Now, I understand that this spiritual warfare can feel defeating at times. Listen, it's then that you need to remember Romans 8 verses 38 and 39, where Paul says, neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation, which includes the arch enemy of your soul, by the way, nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Romans 8, 38 and 39. That's powerful. As technon theos, as a superman of God, you can stand against the enemy, fight and win. And you can do it through Christ, because he's going to give you all the strength that you will ever need, Philippians 4, 13 and 19. Well, with your permission, once again, I'd like to take just a moment and read to you a short story that I wrote in chapter 10 of my book, Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. Here's the short story, and I quote, Big G was intimidating. No, not intimidating, dominating. He was, without question, the bully of the century, and everyone in high school knew it. His body had developed early in life, so he stood taller than the tallest basketball player on the team, and he weighed more than the heaviest wrestler they had. He was big, solid, and he had a cruel streak that was meaner than Wolverine and Tasmanian Devil combined. The day that Big G met his match was a hot Saturday afternoon in mid-August. It hadn't rained in over a month. The baseball field was a dust bowl. Every step clicked up, kicked up a cloud of dirt that caked the inside of your nostrils and dried the back of your throat. Big G and his band of misfit followers had just stormed out onto the field, disrupting the game that was in progress. Come on, G, the kids began to shout. Off the field! We're trying to play a game here. Yeah, Big G taunted them. Who's going to make me? No one moved. It's what I thought. You're nothing but a bunch of cowards. Make you a deal. Send one person over here to fight me. If he wins, we leave. But if I win, you bunch of losers have to leave and never come back. Still no one moved. Not even the wind. Sweat was flowing. Hearts were pounding. It appeared, once again, that Big G was going to win. Suddenly, a scrawny little freshman pushed his way through the crowd and started walking across the field. A murmur began to grow in the crowd. Who is that little kid? What on earth does he think he's doing? Doesn't he know that's Big G? Big G's going to pulverize him. Somebody should stop him. But nobody did. They all stood in disbelief as that skinny, short, snotty nose nobody marched right up to the pitcher's mound. Stopping about ten feet away from Big G, this scrawny little kid puckered up his face and shouted, You heard us, Big G. Get off the field. We're not going to let you ruin our game. Now move or else. Big G just stared at the kid in disbelief. Finally, he began to laugh. Oh, well, it wasn't a funny ha-ha-ha kind of laugh. It was a menacing, maniacal, rattle-your-bones-in-fear kind of laugh. Everyone knew what that laugh meant. That scraggy little kid standing all alone on the pitcher's mound was about to become dead meat. Suddenly, the freshman reached down, picked up a rock, and pitched it right at Big G. Now, it wasn't a lob. It wasn't a toss. It was a pitch. Better, faster, and stronger than Nolan Ryan, Randy Johnson, and Roger Clemens combined. You could hear it sing as it zipped through the air. Before Big G could react, that stone landed smack dab in the middle of his forehead, knocking him flat on the ground. The kids came pouring out of the dugout, rushing to the pitcher's mound and their unlikely hero. Who is this kid, everyone asked. How on earth did he do that? My name is David, came his reply. And I just did what my father taught me to do. I entrusted in the fact that as long as I did what my dad taught me, I would be perfectly fine. End of quote. Okay, you recognize what Bible story this was patterned after? If you guessed David and Goliath, you'd be correct. You see, the reason David could defeat Goliath is simply because David, a scrawny little shepherd boy, knew that he was Technanthios, a son of God. And that as a superman of God, as a young man who intentionally worked at maintaining a close relationship with the son, S-O-N, as a guy who trusted in all that his heavenly father had taught him to do, David was able to step onto the battlefield with a stone and a sling and in the name of God, defeat the big bully. Hey, guys, I challenge you. No, no, I'm not going to challenge you. I dare you. Actually, strike that. I'm going to triple dog dare you to stand up right now and be technontheos. Be the superman that God has already called and equipped you to be. Listen to Deuteronomy chapter 20, verses 3 and 4. Today, you are drawing near for battle against your enemy, against the archenemy of your soul. Let not your heart faint. Do not fear, do not be in panic. Do not be in dread of the archenemy of your soul, for the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against that enemy, to give you the victory. Deuteronomy 20, verses 3 and 4. You know, as you read the Bible all throughout Scripture, we see that God has given victory after victory after victory where defeat and destruction seemed absolutely certain, totally inevitable. Do you know that God hasn't changed? He's the same yesterday today and forever according to hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 god will never change do you understand what that means that means that elohim the almighty all-powerful sovereign most holy creator of the universe he stands ready right here right now right next to you right with you to give you the victory over the giant in your life second peter chapter 1 verse 3 tells us that his divine power has given us everything we need to be godly. So I challenge you, rip open that shirt, take off the costume that you've been wearing to fit in with the world around you, and let the world see you for who you really are. Technon Theos, Son of God, Superman of God. Well, let's hit the pause button until next week's episode. We're coming near the end of our, of our study on, on my book entitled, Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. And I don't want you to miss the upcoming episodes as we begin to wrap this up. But if you'd like to learn more about today's study, or if you're interested in learning more about the Pure Man ministry, I encourage you to visit our website. There's a multitude of resources that are available to you. You can find the website at thepuritycoach.com. Again, that's the Purity Coach, all one word, .com. Well, if you've not yet subscribed to this Point of Purity podcast, oh, let me encourage you to do so. I don't want you to miss any of the upcoming episodes. Well, until next time, this is Steve Etner, author, speaker, certified professional mentor, and purity coach, reminding you that if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, He must first be glorified in your every moment thinking.